Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Carrie. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 57. Today we're talking through two sample lesson plans, one for kindergarten and one for fourth grade. We'll also share highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Tanya. Isn't there something new we want to talk about? Oh, there is. <laughs> that was so natural, what we just did. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody. We <laughs> want to announce we have a new website. It only took two years. It only, well, like two and a half. No, yeah, two years. You're yeah. right. Wow. Mm. Um, so, everybody, <laughs> if you want to get the show notes from now on, you are going to go to musicteachercoffeetalkpodcast.com. And there you will find the show notes. You will find some info about Tanya and I, any upcoming events that we might be doing. Mm-hmm. And information and if you want to book us yes, for yes. upcoming events. Contact for each of us individually or contact us directly together if yes. you want a, a duo. But most importantly, We're, the show notes. We're throwing some fun things on the website. Yeah, we are. But and that's so, your go-to for the show notes. Yeah, and a link to Tanya's TPT store under the resources tab. So all the things, Music Teacher Coffee Talk, all now live at musicteachercoffeetalkpodcast.com. Yes. So bookmark it, share it, live it, love it, learn it. Yay. It's there for you. It is. All right, cool. Okay. So now yes. we are going to talk about our highs and lows of yes. your teaching week. Um, so Carrie, got a high, got a low. What's I'm been going to share a high, and it's not from my my everyday school life, but it's teaching related. Okay. So I got to go and teach an early childhood music class yesterday. Oh yeah. And this is something you've heard Tanya and I mention. We've both done this in the past. I used to teach at a music garden studio um, from my church in downtown Denver, but just. Due to my schedule, my kids' schedule, life in general, I've had to let that piece of my life go because it was a lot to teach all day and then but go it was teach fun. in the evening. It was so fun, and it was so great when my children were little, mm-hmm. when Tanya's children were little, because we used to bring them to class yeah. with us, and they would take classes with either us or other teachers, and it was just a great thing. Um, but again, now that my kids have outgrown it, and we just it's just another thing for me to do during the week. It's not happening. But yeah. I got asked by the children's ministry director at my church just to kind do a one-time class for babies and toddlers and I hadn't done it in so long and it was just so much fun I just really I love teaching early childhood music I hope to come back to it someday but it just brought back all the warm fuzzies and even though this wasn't a class obviously I was seeing regularly and they were a little squirrely because we're literally talking lots of toddlers and young preschoolers but parents Um, were there parents were there but you know when you have a class and you have a vibe the parents kind of know what to expect what to do this was like first day of an early childhood music class when the yes. parents still are very unsure and they don't know each other and they don't really know what their role is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I off the bat I explained, you know, this this is not so much a class for your child as it is really more a class for you. What I'm hoping you'll get out of this are some songs and things you can do at home because that's really the purpose. Yep. I said just play, have fun, and then, you know, keep your kid, you know, wrangled in as much as you can, but it's okay if they explore the room. It's okay if they're not singing along. That's mm-hmm. not what we're looking for at this age. We're just giving them lots of fun experiences with music, and it ended up being a lot of fun, and I'm glad I did it. And I'm sure they loved it. Oh, yeah, I got lots of great feedback from parents, and I know, you know, they're hoping to get a class going, and I said, well, I can't do it, but I'd be happy to <laughs> train somebody yeah. who wants to, you know, someone else who has more time to give, because I right. just don't have that time in my life right at this moment. Of course. But hopefully, I anticipate as my children grow, oh my gosh, and that's happening faster than I want to say that it is. Of course. Um, and they're off doing their own activities, or gosh, even off to college, it might be something I can go back to, or post-retirement, you know, kind of go back to doing that. You know, it's very part-time. So, right. anyways, it's just a piece of my life that I really enjoyed, and I miss it. But um, I'm glad I got to have that little experience. Yeah, babies and toddlers, so yeah. much fun. They are so sweet. so much joy. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, Tanya, how about you? Um, I'm gonna go low. Okay. Because, because um, hey, remember how we did those. 
20 for 20 oh, yes. things. Yeah. And uh, we're going to post that on our new oh, website, Oh, we are going to post that yeah, on our website. Yeah, we are. So that we can have some accountability. And, and if can... you missed it, people, we did that in a, uh, a Facebook slash Instagram live video. Yes, which you can find in, on Facebook. You can find it on Facebook. It's disappeared still. from Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram it was, we just shared those. 20 things that we are goals or things we're looking forward to doing in 2020. In 2020. Okay. 20 of them. Yeah. Yes. Well, one of mine was to really learn Google Classroom. Yeah. Well, I just pro, 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 proved? Pro, yeah. Proved. What, proved? Yeah. Yeah, is that the past Pro- tense? Proved. Proved with a V. I proved. You proved. That I have not done that. Okay. In my latest <laughs> adventure with Google, Google Classroom. Um, because I'm, I was... I've been doing some things. I've got a 7th and 8th grade Google Classroom. I've got 6th and I've got 5th grade. Yeah. Right? Uh, so with 7th and 8th grade Google Classroom, mm-hmm. I um, we're, we're preparing to go to the symphony, and so they've had some assignments, and I know how to lock down comments. Yeah. But I just didn't. I neglected to do it for the 7th and 8th graders, and, well, you know. They'll teach you uh-huh. quickly. Oh, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a couple of students who got into big trouble for posting comments. They weren't crude. Yeah, that's good. They're just unnecessary. They're just, like, silly. and. Well, yeah. One of them, one of the students who, who got into to trouble. And when I say got in trouble, I mean, like, the principal was like, Oh no, they're doing an extra assignment for you. Oh no, they're going to research Beethoven, which kind of breaks my heart because I don't want to make Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven is a punishment. Beethoven's your punishment <laughs> because the upcoming concert is in celebration of Beethoven's 250th ce- yeah. uh, anniversary, or, you know, he would be 250 years old. Yeah. His birthday. Yeah. Anyway, um, but she stuck to her guns and, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one student just posted no after every assignment like just, you know compare and contrast this listen to these two pieces no you know yeah fill out this google form no lovely lovely but then the <laughs> other student found the script to shrek and copied it and cut and pasted it like five times yeah because that's relevant to what yeah, you're talking well, about. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but here's the thing. I was talking to my sister who was a librarian uh-huh. at an elementary school, and she was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. You sh- she said uh, it's B-movie at our school. Oh, like the B-movie? The B- There's like, a movie called the B-movie? Yeah, okay, you know, the know Bumblebee. It's got to be on it. Okay. It was a Pixar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld, I think. So it's like a like a internet craze. I don't know. Or a quote-unquote challenge. I haven't honestly where... spent any time researching, like, are all the kids finding like random now? scripts and Ugh. and posting them? But it was really cumbersome to delete. Yes. Yeah. I mean, well, it was that so would have been a natural long. consequence. Would be to have him come in, and he has to, with you sitting right there on your teacher account. I know, and, and I know, and I was going to do that, but I just wanted it off of there. You well, know, I, I didn't want to wait. Understand. I didn't want all the because like all the other kids are like, yeah, look at that. And then it was really taking up a lot of space. Well, sure. I mean, the kid that just said no, no. I mean, that's just like annoying, but you don't even really notice it. But Uh, the whole script. That's ridiculous. Anyway, it's my fault because I didn't lock. And it's weird because I've locked down at at my other school. I locked down the fifth grade Google Classroom. And I I know how to do that. And it was just an oversight. Um, And there are times where it's appropriate to have comments open. If you've trained uh, when, them how to do when it. When they're in grad school? Is that when? Well, yeah. I know. I mean, I have them off when I do things on Seesaw. But there are times on Seesaw, I wish, and I, I can't figure out how to do it. I don't think you can, where you can have them comment on certain things, but mm-hmm. not other things. Like, there are times where I want them to give peer feedback, you know, yeah. like, on things. I think that's a great skill to have. Oh, yeah. But with no, Seesaw, it, it seems like it's all an all or nothing thing, whether they can see each other's work or not. So I just have it off completely. Yeah. Because, yeah, same different, same thing you're saying. And so. in Google, Google Classroom, I've had a little bit, and that's how I learned how to lock it down initially, is because at the other school, I noticed the first day I had them on Google Classroom, there was someone that said, hey, and someone else said, stop it. And someone else said, hey, why are you commenting? LOL. Like, it's just, you know, ridiculousness. Yeah. Huh. But uh, just, just, yeah. It wasn't that big of a low. It was just kind of a pain. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. And whatever.
So now it is time for our main theme, and today we are getting into the nitty-gritty of planning. Last time, in episode number 55, we shared kind of a step-by-step process of planning. What it looks like from the big, full curriculum, to yearly plans, to concept plans, to lesson plans, plans, and transitions, and all those things. Um, So, we're going to give some concrete examples today. Concrete examples. Tanya's going to take us through a kindergarten lesson, and I'm going to go through a fourth grade lesson. Uh Uh-huh. So and take this, it away. Oh, this Tanya, is oh. fresh from today. Oh, that's awesome. This was the first day of this specific lesson Okay. with my kindergartners. Love it. Um, I'm going to do this lesson again tomorrow. But here's what I didn't tell you. <laughs> You're going to change the whole thing. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to change. <laughs> so, okay, so the idea is when kindergartners walk in the room, and it's at the very end of the day. It's the last thing of the day that happens. Okay. Um, which is not the best time to get the kindergartners because no. they're tired. They're so tired. Or they're wired. Yeah. Or they're both. <laughs> or they're uh, but I'm happy. not making excuses for myself. So what I have been doing, as I've mentioned before, is that I've been um, videotaping myself oh. with an opening song right. so that I can still greet, meet and greet all of the kids coming in. Yeah. Right. So I have me going up on the smart board singing the song and just like talking to the kids uh-huh. and saying, oh, now it's time for you to join me and all that. While real me in reality is handshaking or high-fiving or hugging or fist bumping. Uh-huh. All right. So for kindergartners, as they come in, we're singing clap, clap, clap your hands, clap your hands together. Clap, clap, clap your hands, clap your hands together. do 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 which of course is old Joe Clark, right. but with those words, yes. which I have to shout out to Miss Joe Kirk. Yes. Mrs. Joe is the one who um, I got those lyrics from. I don't know where they came from before her, but anyway, yeah. that song is old Joe Clark. Okay. Yeah. And the kid, the, the kindergartners do not always sing the B section very well because right. it's so chromatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. It's uh, um, modal. It is. And yeah. it gets us moving, though, and it's an energetic song. <clears throat> All right. So they come in, and then right after that, we do some echoes. And it's easy, It's usually either, yoo-hoo, kindergartners, and they say, yoo-hoo, missile shoot. And then we'd roll call, and I go, yoo-hoo, Avery, yoo-hoo, missile shoot. And I'm writing in my idokio if they're in tune out of tune, or too flat, too sharp, or not using a singing voice. Okay, and right? you take that data every single class period? I try. I don't do it every single class <laughs> period, but I do have solo singing every single class period. That's awesome. In kindergarten and in first grade. Uh-huh. And I try for a second, but my second graders, there's, there's 33, 34. Yeah, there, there's that's just so many. Super hard. So I've been trying to do that in batches. Yeah. Anyway, but here's the thing. The fire alarm went off. Oh, of course. <laughs> As we were walking Best in the room. Best laid plans. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the fire alarm, um, and we had a new place to go. This was the first time oh. that we've been directed, when you're coming out of the music and art room wing, yeah. that, hey, instead of going into the front of the building, we're going to go on the side of the building, we're going to go to this area because we realize we're too close to the building, and if there was a fire truck and the fire hoses, we'd be walking right in front of the fire. Anyway, Lots it was the first time in a new place. Yeah, with ne- kindergarten. With kindergartners. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, um, that ate some of my class time. So well, I'll, sure. I'll tell you what I planned, <clears throat> and then I'll tell you what I did. I love it, because then that's real life. That I mean, is real life. We plan, we plan, we plan, and then things happen. So it's good to be able to yes. know what you want to do, but then think on your feet. And exactly. Be able to so I didn't, get, I didn't get my solo singing okay. today. That's how it went. Because yeah. right away, we went outside. Okay. So we came back inside, and it was a little cold out, and they were a little, they were a little cold and nippy, so I was like, we got to move. Yeah. What we were going to do is we were, we were going to go into Luby Lou. Uh-huh. And right now, what I'm doing in kindergarten is we are practicing steady beat. Yep. And making sure we can keep a steady beat. We've been keeping it on our bodies. We've been feeling it everywhere. Now we're doing some instruments with it mm-hmm. because I like to bring in instruments with steady beat later. Yeah. They need to, to feel it, it first. first. They need to be able to sing or chant while they're keeping a steady beat on their bodies. Yes. Or, and or moving, you know, eventually. To me, keeping a steady beat on an instrument is more of a late practice thing. Okay. So if you look at my concept plan on steady beat, 
um, late practice is going to involve instruments. So what we were going to do is take our song Luby Lou that mm-hmm. we've been doing. Here we go, Luby Lou. Here we go, Luby Lai. And we were going to do a couple of rounds of this where we stick different parts in. You know, mm-hmm. you stick your elbow in, you take your elbow out. Um, we were going to add three different instruments to this today. So okay. I was going to give them a choice of a maraca, a tambourine, or an egg shake. Nice. And we were all going to get one yep. of that. One right? of those things. And then we were going to play the beat as we were walking. Uh-huh. And then we were going to sing, you stick your maracas in, you take me your mar- maracas out, you give your maracas a shake, 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 and turn yourself about. Woo! Here we yeah. go. Lo. And so um, the reason for using these particular instruments is twofold. Well, we say shake, shake, shake yeah, in the song. Yeah, so makes sense. So that makes sense. And I have been, thanks to you, Carrie, I've been embracing this idea of teaching percussion instruments as something you hit, scrape, or shake. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. So I've just gone with that okay. since we've discussed it. Yeah. I don't know how In long ago. one of our episodes. One of our we'll other link episodes. link to our own episode yeah. in the show notes. Because that really makes a lot of sense. But I have noticed that the one that they always forget is the shake. Yeah. Like That's they understand the hitting thing. And scraping. And I guess it's because we've done so many sand blocks with engine engine uh, yeah, and that kind yeah. of thing. So this is also um, a chance for us to use specifically instruments you shake. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's what we did not do. The Luby Lou. <laughs> right. With all the instruments. And I was going to use the instruments first off. When when I plan instruments in a lesson, I try to get to those instruments within the first 20 minutes. Okay. Or I'm worried it won't happen. Uh-huh. Because of all the getting the things and yes. putting away the things. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of a practical thing. Cool. So we didn't do that. Okay. We did not use instruments, <laughs> and that's too bad because, um, you know, they love to use instruments. They came in. They were kind of squirrely, so we did Hop Old Squirrel. Oh, cute. Yes. Yeah. So, and that was a song they were familiar with? You know what? It was not a song It was familiar. a new song. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a new song, and I kind of just pulled it out of nowhere Yeah. because I just wanted them to move around the room, scattered yeah. around the room. And so, um, yeah, it was either Hop Old Squirrel, and I'm not... You know, normally in years past, I would have Jim Along Josied. Right. And we're not Jim Along Josieing. Yep. So Hop Old Squirrel is one of my yeah, replacement. replacements for Jim Along So when Josie. you're talking about Hop Old Squirrel with kindergarten, you're talking about just they're literally hopping around the room while you're singing. Right. Hop Old Squirrel. What else can we do? And then Jump Old Squirrel, Crawl Old Squirrel, Gotcha. Right. So we did some of that. And we're still keeping the the beat. I mean, depending on what the action is. Um But we're just not using instruments. All right. Then um, I did a lot of brand new things for this lesson. Oh, okay. And partially it's because, well, we're really getting into prep of high and low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't seen them for a week. Yeah. Because last week I was at my other school. Right. So there is a chant that is from a fire robin, and I don't remember which volume. And it's called Here's a Nest for Robin. Uh-huh. Do you know that one? I do, but remind me how it goes. Here's a nest for robin. Here's a hive for bee. Here's a hole for rabbit. And here's, here's a home, home for, for me. me. You make the little roof yes. over your head. So when you say, here's a nest for Robin, you hold out your hands together like a nest. Yes. Here's a hive for bee. And then your hands come up and you're making a little. It's kind of like you're showing like, like a praying like position. Prayer but hands, it's like cupped. But yeah, cupped. Like it's a little pod. Exactly. <laughs> and then you bring them out. Here's a hole for a rabbit. And then you bring your arms up like you're a ballerina. And you show a little house over your head. Yes. And here's a house for me. So we worked on that. And today we were just doing the motions and we mm-hmm. were just learning how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, like at the end, well, let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next lesson, we will be taking this, here's a nest for Robin, as soon as they can say it without me at mm-hmm. all. And we're going to be putting it into our Bella voice or our bow voice. Okay. And so Bella and Bo are some fish. Uh-huh. And if you've taken level one with me, then you know Bella and Bo. Um, Bo is a bluefish, and Bella is a goldfish. Yes. And again, I took this directly from Mrs. Joker. Kirk. Yes, she had different. I don't think she had. What did she have fish? It doesn't matter. Uh, she had puppets. Yeah. And one was a high speaking one, and one uh-huh. was a low speaking one. Yeah. So mine are Bella and Bo. And okay. you know what? It might it might be that she used fish. 
So I'm trying to remember now. Shout out to I Mrs. Joe. Yeah, I know she had two. I don't think they were fish. I don't remember what they were, but hmm. keep going. Okay. Well, with Bella and Bo, the kids have met Bella and Bo. Okay. So when they are introduced, there's a little chant that goes to. Oh, sorry. Ah. <sighs> I, I'm I'm spacing out on the on the uh, on the chant that goes with Bella and Bo. Oh, two little puppets, one on each hand. Yeah, isn't she lovely? lovely. Isn't, isn't he grand? grand? Her, Her name is Bella. Bella. His, His name, name is Bo. She, she says good afternoon because it's in the afternoon. Oh, I see. And he, he says hello. Uh-huh. Right. So Bella and Bo, you know, come out, and we establish that Bo speaks down here. Yeah. Bella speaks up here. So from then on. And Bella and Bo come back. Sure. When I present high and low. Yes, yes. But from then on, we're talking about, is this more like Bella's voice or Bo's voice? Yeah. Right? So next time when we do Here's an S for Robin, we're like, let's do it with Bella's voice. Okay. Let's do it with Bo's voice. Yeah. All that. So we're prepping for high and low. We're, ex- we're experiencing that. Um, and I haven't done this thing, but if I wanted to, we could have pictures of Bella and Bo. Yeah. And, you know. You can hold up the pictures. Use it visually, and they have to switch when they see Bella or Bo. All right. So we're just learning. Here's a nest for Robin. And right after that, we went into personages with long ears. Yeah. But in introducing that, and, to, and before we listened to that piece, I said, I have a piece of music that tells a story of an animal and what that animal is doing. Now, it's one of the animals that we just spoke of in our chant. So let's review those animals again. It's either here's a nest for Robin, here's a house for, oh yeah, bee, here's a hole for Rabbit, and here's a house for me. So it's going to be one of those four. Oh. Let's listen. And the first time we just... long ears? <laughs> I don't tell them what oh, the title is. Oh, that's true. You didn't tell is. them the title. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> I say you can close your eyes and this this first listening, and it's like a minute and yeah. 17 seconds or and something. And this is from Carnival of the Animals. This is from Carnival of the Animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just wanted to say And that so, up. and it's just the two violins uh-huh. trading off. And we listen. We're listening the first time. And I do have my little um, ears with my fingers uh-huh. popping out Yeah. for every um, high-pitched, okay. shrieky bit. Yeah. And so they come to the... Some of them see me doing that. Maybe I should not do it and see what they come up oh, with. Oh, that's true. They're like, it sounds like a bee. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... The connection is, oh, it's a rabbit, yeah. and it's peeking out of its hole. Ah, yeah. So we listen again, and as we listen the second time, okay, now you have the rabbit, and everyone has their two fingers up, and you're going to poke out of your hole. Now, you've got to hear the piece a few times before you know when it's going to happen. Yeah, totally. So I probably played it four times today. Okay. And it's pretty short. Yeah. And each time we do it a different way. Yeah. So like the first time we listen, the second time they follow my fingers, the third time they see if they can anticipate on their own, and then the fourth time they use their whole bodies. Right. To jump up. Right. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And it doesn't last very long. Yeah. Which is perfect for kindergarten. Exactly. All right. So let's see. That was us experiencing our high, mostly high. Right. Yeah. So because you're in the prep stage then, I mean, you're not calling attention necessarily to the high and low other than they hop up. You're, you're not using the words high and low. Nope. Okay. I just say, it, what does it sound like? Yes. It sounds like the bunny is, we talk hopping about, it's hopping up above the ground. Right. 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 Yeah. And so when I want to reference and compare high and low, I talk about, is it Bella's voice? Is it Bo's voice? Right. That's right. kind of your code language. That's my code language. Right. That right. makes sense. Um, and again, this is all from my, I pulled this all from my concept plan. And in my low. year plan, I have noticed that even though this year is a little messy because I've got the two schools, mm-hmm. I this time of year, I'm almost always prepping high and low. Yeah. Have you noticed this? I'm doing high and low right now, too. There you go. See, <laughs> I'm a little bit later than I would like yeah. on it, Yeah. but it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Um, yeah. So then we're moving on. We're, we've got some more animals going on. I have a smart board file that I created, and it's got two vortexes. Uh-huh. And those vortexes... I just love my smart board, and I'm, you know, sad that it's going to go away sometime. Um, but because <laughs> we actually use them, because the I use it, yeah. So used. I have this file, 
and it's got a Bella vortex and a bow vortex. And when I say vortex, it's this big, um, like big swirly, spinny, swirly, spirally. Yeah. And I got a picture of Bella like smack in the middle of one and a picture oh, of Bo smack in the middle <laughs> of the other one. So I created this animal file where there's all these pictures of different animals uh-huh. and there's a little speaker right next to them. And when you press that speaker, you hear like the cat go, meow, yeah. And you say, does that sound more like Bella or more like Bo? Yeah. And on this vortex, they can have a, a kid come up and drags a button. Yes. That has a picture of the kitty cat. Yeah. Into Bella's vortex. And then right. It sucks it and down. And then it the sucks team. it down. It's gone. And if, and it's, if it's wrong, wrong <laughs> it spits it out. I love how it like spins and spits right. it out. Yeah. So Spit this is me. just your simple technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I was thinking, if you don't have a smart board and you uh-huh. were doing something like this. Um, you could just use like two big construction papers. Yeah. Right. One the color of Bella and one the color of Bo. Or right. you could like get just fancy about it. Put pictures. And put pictures mm-hmm. on there. It, the hard part would be making the sounds. Right. Yeah. Or you could do it. You know, if you have linked sounds, you could do it on a PowerPoint or something. It just might not have the whole sucking down the tube aspect, but you right. can still sort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I want to I want to give a little I don't know disclaimer about high and low, and this goes with all the comparatives. Something I struggle with, like with this vortex, for example, uh-huh. is that high and low are relative. Exactly. You really need to hear one against the other. Yeah. So I sometimes have issues with like smart board or PowerPoint files or things on TPT where it's just like, okay, you're supposed to recognize that's high. Yeah, but in relation Compared to what? To what? Exactly. So that's why we're going for extremes. And since I'm in early prep, yes. When I have a little kitty cat going meow meow, and then I have a the rhino going. Rrr, rrr. Yeah, you have to yeah. choose very obvious. Things. You have to choose very. And the other thing that I'm really aware of is I tried real hard, but I want to make sure that all my sounds are at the same volume. Right. Because we're not gonna. We don't want to mess up right. our understanding of high and low with loud and soft. Yes. Yeah. Good so call. I got that little vortex. And that's just a fun visual to add to that. Mm-hmm. And then we go into Old King Glory. Mm-hmm. And they don't know this one. Okay. And I have no fancy transition. <laughs> We're not in animal land anymore. Yeah. We're just, I mean, I guess I, I could throw one in. But honestly, I, I was at this point today, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going to get all the things in? Because well, of that sometimes you just got to start singing yeah. the song. And, and that's what I and did. because I said, it's a new song, they're not going to sing with you. They're going to listen. No, they're not. So yeah. I'm like, everybody make a circle. Let's do There's it by the count of eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we do Old King Glory. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, a song that's prepping high and low because of that First one, the second one, the third one, follow me. Mm-hmm. So today was just playing the game and experiencing the song. We should sing the whole song. Okay, let's sing it. Okay. Old King Glory of the mountain, the mountain was so high, it nearly touched the sky. The first one, the second one, the third one, follow me. And I know there's some other variants out there. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the one I know well. Um, so we're just playing the game and singing the song. It's a stationary circle game, and the le- the person who's going around touches people on the head when we say first one the second one the third one follow me Mm -hmm. now if i had like 33 kids in the room i would have all three of those kids follow Uh uh-huh but in this case since i've only got like my i don't know 20 uh kindergartners it's only the third one who follows Uh okay so one at a time join the line but you can adjust this game to Uh fit your needs totally right so I'm not calling attention to high and low mm-hmm. with this game right now. Right. So right. we're just getting it in their ears. We're just getting it in their ears. Next time I see them, we'll do something physical with it. Yeah. Like where we reach up to the sky and nearly touch the sky on all the numbers. Okay. First one, the second one, the third one, follow me. Yeah. Right. So, okay. From there... I ran out of time. But what was going to happen is it's almost the 100th day of school. Okay. On the actual 100th day of school, I will be at the symphony with the fifth graders. Oh, right. So I was going to read a beautiful book called The Ants Go Marching One by One. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, it's called Kids Play. It's, one, it's that big book. And it's got the cutouts in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah I and those, I just, I love watching. Books. I love reading that one for... Um, <clears throat> I don't have that particular day. book, but I have... 
some of the other ones in that that is, that is one of those, especially the song, um, that they just start singing. Yes, they do. And this kindergarten in particular, actually I would say all my kindergartners in particular, they are not jumping in and singing. They're very sweet and they're they're awesome, but I have to ask them. They will not start singing yeah. in until I ask them. Yeah, I've had groups like that, yeah. too, that they're but just more hesitant. when I read books to them that are songs, they do, depending okay. on the song, and this is one of them. And so that's why that. Now, so most of this has been prep high and low, uh-huh. and the steady beat stuff has just been kind of this underlying thing. Yeah. And had I, you know, so I wasn't... I, I just said I was practicing steady beat, yeah. but I did not do anything specifically calling our attention to the steady beat right. because of so much new material in this lesson. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you a of question you then. <laughs> <laughs> what was your learning target? Oh. Did you call attention to the steady beat or the high-low for the learning target? Because you're not using the words high and low, so how? Right. Well, for my learning target... <laughs> which I honestly did not have up because I was fairly confident and I was going to walk into my room. But right. if but you had to have if a learning I knew, target Because I'm doing the same lesson tomorrow with kindergarten. Yeah. If I knew someone was going to walk into my room, here's what it would say. Okay. I am learning. Uh, I, not, not, I am learning. Really Sorry, it's, so I'm, I'm forgetting my wording. I can hear the difference between Bella-like voices and bow-like voices. Yeah. 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 And that's what we, I mean, we alluded to this in the last episode, or I mean, flat out said, like sometimes, especially when your learning target is about a prep concept, Mm -hmm. they sound funny. Right. You know, they sound weird. Like I've had some for kindergarten too that it's like, I can build a snowman up and make it melt down because I was teaching them like, right, high and low. Right, you right. know, like sometimes it's weird and it won't make sense to the administrator, but does it make sense to the kid? And yeah. that's the whole point, right? Right. And and at this point, I I, I would probably put quotes around Bella like voices exactly. and boy like bow like voices. But that's the language I'm using with them. Does yeah. it sound like more like Bella or more like Bo? Yeah. And if an administrator's in the room and says, Well, who the hell are they? Right. Um, I'd you say, well, you missed it. You we missed. were. <laughs> Someone yeah. tell our friend. Oh yeah. Who Bella? How and does Bella, Bella say hello? And then right. the kids would go hello. You exactly. know, they they would be able to demonstrate it, which exactly. is the purpose. Yeah. So, cool. So that's what I would have put, and I did not. And for success criteria, yeah. I would probably um, go directly to that vortex and say, okay. I, I know I am successful when I can categorize yes animal voices as being. Bell-like or bow-like. Bella-like or bow-like. Yeah. For success criteria. Yeah. And, I mean, you're seeing, you're you're also watching them, observing them when they're doing their movement activities, when Mm -hmm. they did the personages with long ears, when they're doing the hopping up and down. You can see which students are hearing it at the right time. And, you know, the one thing I will say about learning targets, I don't think, I still don't think that they're for the students. No. I think that they're for the administrators, but I also think that they are good at pointing the teacher in a solid like okay this is what we're yes. this is what we're after more than anything else yeah. because when i first started teaching music i tell you what i just like drove my drove myself crazy yeah uh because my whole first year i was like with administrators yeah. i'd be like well we're doing this but we're also doing this but we're also i got really tied up with this yeah. whole like we're doing steady beat but we're also doing part work but we're also yes 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 of course because you're doing music yeah but what are you mostly wanting them to glean yes. from this yes and how yeah, do you know they it's got fantastic it. that we can say to any administrator and anybody hey we've got this spiral cu- curriculum because we're always singing doing intune singing and we're always doing steady beat and we're right. always doing you know form Right. But what are you really focused yeah, on? Yeah, they don't care about it. <laughs> no, yeah. they but but it's good to be able to say. I mean, sure. because this is part and partial parcel to all of our musical understanding and learning. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. But a lot of that's unconscious learning. Exactly. Really, I'm prepping high and low. I'm focused mostly on high and low. Yeah. I mean, if a true Kodai person who was in my room and observing me, they'd probably give me a hard time for not doing more steady beat practice and calling attention to that but it's not always 50 50 no it is not always 50/50. and it doesn't yeah it shouldn't even always be 50 50 so yeah. um i mean i'm sure had you done your loop-de-loo activity and maybe tomorrow when you do it you might end up saying the word steady beat even yeah more than oh you i will because we're going to be playing the 
Yeah, I was going to see how it flew with this particular group, but I was going to see if, do we have to wait to play the steady beat on our instruments as we move? Yeah. Uh, right. Can we do that right away, or do we have to wait until we've done one round of, of just holding it, and then and you shake playing, your maracas yeah. in, and you put your mar whatever. Yeah. So. I think it's there. And, you know, ideally it would be there in Old King Glory, too, that they're walking the steady beat around yeah, the circle. Yeah, yeah, but that's one of those where... I don't harp where, on that too much yeah. with kidneys. Sometimes that's just not in their bodies, no, depending on yeah. the song. I, I don't get attached to whether or not they're, like, right. stepping on the beat. Because then you get marchy madness, and it's not musical. Can you incorporate it into your book, The Ansco Marching, that they're patting the steady beat well, with their marching certainly. Hands? And had I done that, I'm sure... Because, <laughs> again, that... that's what I'm saying. Had you gotten to some of those parts, which I totally get why you did it i think some of those steady beat things would have come in naturally right. because that's the whole point of steady beat is that it's right. there all the time exactly we, and have, we draw attention at certain points but it's always there and in a late practice stage it's very natural that we're not going to be dissecting it quite as much totally but you're always late practicing steady beat aren't you oh yeah <laughs> with my fifth graders today we were doing the cup song and doing steady beats so, yeah yeah all the time mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, okay. thank you for sharing, Tanya. Well, you're so welcome. So that's my <laughs> kindergarten world. So tell me about fourth grade. Okay. Well, this I actually did teach last week in fourth grade. So um, yearly plan-wise, big picture-wise, we are doing some late practice of tita ti, otherwise known as cinco pa. pa. Oh, you're late it... practicing? I'm so jealous. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. still prepping right now. Oh, yeah. They're I, my fourth graders are pretty darn good, good with it, so I'm proud of them. So, yeah, we're late practicing that. We are also practicing high dose. So this is going to be, even though there's rhythmic elements and melodic elements, mm -hmm. they're both practice, which is kind of weird. I will be starting to prep Tom T, mm -hmm. like, next week. So yeah. then I'll have, like, practicing high dough, prepping Tom T. But in this particular so you're early case, practicing high dough. early practicing high dough. So there's still rhythmic stuff and there's still melodic stuff, but they're all practice, basically. Right. But then also, kind of weaving in this mini unit that I've been doing about instruments of the orchestra, mm -hmm. focusing on woodwind families specifically, but then also preparing them to go to the symphony because I'm so taking my fourth things. graders. So there's a lot. Yeah. Let me also start off by saying I see my kids for an hour. That's so awesome. keep that in mind when I'm talking through this lesson. And you didn't have a fire drill. I didn't. That's although cool. now I'm realizing how late it is in the month and that we're probably going to have one tomorrow, <laughs> but we're going to the symphony tomorrow. So I wonder oh, if they'll maybe do Maybe they'll do it while you're gone. Because it'd be like two less grades to deal with. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So those are all of the things I'm doing. Okay. Um, so how do they like walk in and all okay. that? Okay. So my students, I do not have them walk in singing or walk in whatever. They walk in, they go to their spot, and then we do a little warm-up song. And it's the same warm-up we do all year. I learned it from Joe Kirk. It's called At a Time Like This. And At a Time yes, Like this. this. And they snap. At a time like this. Two snaps. At a time like this. One snap. Oh, won't you help me? And the very first time I teach it to them on the very first day of school, there's three things we do. We do snaps, then we add claps, and then we add stomps. So it ends up being snap, snap, clap, clap, stomp, stomp. I haven't done that in so long. Oh, and I just, I love it for, because it's such a great kind of, and then it, let me also finish oh, by let saying. Oh, write that down. There's more things idea. to it. They end up making all these weird sounds. Woo, woo, foo, foo. Right, right, right. Home, home, funky chicken. They do all these things, and I, I add them slowly throughout the year. See, that's when it drove me nuts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but because I do it every year with fourth grade, and that's our quote-unquote warm-up song, uh -huh. it gets them up in their head voice, it gets them moving, it gets them listening, mm -hmm. and because I do it cumulative... And they have to focus. There's always more of a challenge. Yeah. So that's so we always do that. That is our, our warm-up song, quote-unquote. Cool. So we do that first. Um, so that takes just a couple of minutes to get them going. And then I went right into a song match activity, which is on the board. I had three songs listed that mm -hmm. they know really well that all use T ta T. Oh, so tell us the songs. Alabama Gal. Okay. Uh, Little Eyes of Jane mm -hmm. and Black Snake. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we sing through all three of those songs, kind of a little song medley, song bouquet. So, okay, can I ask about um, oh, yeah. Little Eyes of Jane? Yeah. Because. You have to extract. Yes. We sing the whole song right now, just mm -hmm. for the joy of singing it. But What part do you have up there for them? Then, what I have up there is, um, for each song, on the, so what, sorry, let me go back. Okay. What I have up there is just the name of the song, just the title. Oh. Okay? So, okay. Alabama gal, go, come through, and they sing it. 
And then little S.J. Come my love and ready sing. Come my And they sing it. Just the whole song. Mm-hmm. We're just singing for the joy of singing. Okay. And then black snake ready go. Black snake. And we just sing that song. Yeah. Okay. And then I say, well, why do you think I have these three songs? What do they all have in common? Well, because we've been using these songs so much for mm-hmm. tita tea. Right away, what at least one student's going to say, they all have tita tea. Okay, okay, good. So then, on the so on the left side of the board, I have the song titles. On the right side of the board, I have extracted rhythms from okay. the songs. Okay. So I say, yeah, take a look. We have some rhythms over here. And we go through and we read each of those rhythm patterns, speaking and clapping. Mm-hmm. And then we matchy-matchy. Yeah. So we go from the rhythm to which song does this match. We clap the rhythm. A kid raises their hand, they come and they draw a line in the board. And I so do this on the smart So this is just board. on, this is on the smart board. I do this on the smart board. But you don't have like bells and whistles happen when no. you, okay. No. Just checking. Yeah. And I mean, this is pretty basic. I'd be happy to take a little screenshot and show you what it looks like. Yeah. I type in um, on the smart board file using the music head font, mm-hmm. the stick notation of the song, mm-hmm. and then they match it. Yeah. So we match one song, we check it. We match the th- second song, we check it. Oh, then, okay, well, the third one, it should be pretty obvious, but let's make sure. Uh-huh. And we check it. Okay. We still go through. The process. And then you all sing them all together and at all we, the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Not in this particular case, but we do kind of sing them one last time while I'm pointing to those extracted rhythms. Because for me, this is something I'm really harping with my student teacher, and I just harp with anyone who comes and observes me, is you can do all these kind of rhythm drilling collectivities, but you have to always bring it back to the yeah, real music. Exactly. It has, you know, it just not, doesn't mean anything. It doesn't so mean anything. So even though it might seem repetitive, we sing all the songs one last time. you got to connect it all time. up. Yes. And really the big why of what I'm doing with this is this is kind of my last little review so to speak because we're going to be taking an assessment in a little bit. Nice. So this is getting it in their ear, just that final reminder, this is tea Todd. Uh-huh. Okay. So then it's time to play one of these games. So this moves us into our relaxation. But yeah. because I'm trying to incorporate more student choice in my classroom, mm-hmm. I let them vote. Out of these three games, which one Ooh, should we play? One. Yeah. And um, we just simply do raise our hands and once we've decided, so let's say it was Alabama Gal, then here's my fancy transition. Please right. find a partner, please find a that partner. That is fancy. Please find a partner and make a set. And yeah. they know what to do and they know where to go and okay. boom, off we're off and running. So it was interesting because I have two classes per grade level at my school. So um they both chose different games. One group chose Alabama Gal, and the other group chose Black Snake. Interesting. So, you know, it is what it now, is. Now, um, I had a quick question for Black Snake. Do you do the, we, we, we've said this before, you do the hiding I do, thing. yeah. So one student, there's I have a little black plastic snake. Mm-hmm. One student hides it while another student has their eyes closed. And then while we're singing the song, the student who had their eyes closed is walking around the room, hot and cold style. Yeah. But uh, we sing louder without screaming as they get closer to the snake. Right. I know you do it at backwards. I do it the other way. Where they yeah. sing softer, which I might do next year. But because I've taught it this way, there's no I, I love when I do that. I mean, because the kids are like, it's like Lucy Luckett, but it's not. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's cute. And it makes sense. You would want to get quieter when you right. get close to but the snake. But I appreciate you, and this is something I did not do, but highlighting about taxing and relaxing them. Yes. Uh, I mean, which, you have it in there. Yeah, I just didn't mention right. that, okay, and now we're playing a game, and that is our, quote, relaxation. relaxation. Because anything that is a relaxation activity is something that they're not, you're not asking them to decode uh-huh. or think hard or no. do part work or yeah. they have a chance to just enjoy, enjoy the music being making. musical. Yep. So, so that gives them that little good you know, for quote brain break, although I don't love that phrase brain break. I definitely like no, the relaxation. When I think brain break, I think... I mean, go noodle. Go noodle. <laughs> yeah, and and that's not it's that's not the fault of no. the word brain break. No, but no, no, no. I just think it it has come to mean a break from learning. It's not a concentrated. And obviously, we know that kids are still learning through play, and exactly. they're still learning through learning that's the their social job skills is to learn through play. Yeah. yeah. So it literally just says in my lesson plan: choose a game from the song match, play it. So then, after we've played the game, wherever we're at, I sit the kids down and I say, all right, well, it's time for you to, to continue to show me what you know about Tita Tea. We have a little test today, you know. And sometimes I do get some groans from the kids when I say the word test. But um, And I think when I taught this this day, they had just come out of their class where they had just taken a test. I did not know that. But they had had that moment of joy and relaxation. And I remind them, you know, a test is not something to stress about in music. I just now, want to know But this what isn't you know. your big assessment because you were just saying that you're, that's coming up. No, I meant it was coming up in this lesson. 
That's what I meant. I thought you meant like. This was like my last little, like, had we done this song match and like as a class they could not read or speak. Then you'd be like, we're not doing it today. I would have scrapped that test. So it's kind of my last minute chance to know uh, do I think the bulk of them are ready for this? Okay. And give them that chance to practice those rhythms. Okay, good. So we go straight into a test, and I, I would be happy to share my Tita Tea Listening test on the web, on the show notes on our new website, because um, it's pretty simple. Um, first four questions on one side, what rhythm do you hear? Multiple choice. And this is a paper and This pencil. is a paper-pencil test. Okay. I just think there's a time and place for that. Oh, uh, yeah. So A, B, or C, circle the one that you think it is. Mm-hmm. And the first two, I speak and clap the rhythm. The second two, I only clap it. Yeah. Because, you know, that increasing yeah. level of difficulty, of right? Give uh-huh. them a few that they can feel a little successful on. Yes. And then make it more difficult. Flip the paper over on the back. There are two questions. Oh, I forgot something I need to come back to. But let me keep going. There are two questions okay. where they have to write the rhythm. Just four beat rhythm pattern. The first one, I speak and clap. The second one, I just clap. Okay. Okay. So then that brings us to the last section of the test, which is a put the bar lines in. I usually uh, have something involved where they have to put in bar lines because I'm just always reinforcing that concept right. of bar How lines. Many beats? What I forgot to mention was when we did the song match activity, one of them, we did a practice of putting the bar lines in. Okay. So they they remembered that tita is two beats long, even though it's three sounds. Now on your written test, yes, you don't have beats written in over the rhythms, right? Um, In, in the bar line Yeah, section? when they have to do oh, the bar line. No. Okay, no. good. It's just stick notation just of a song. making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they know for that they have to put the bar lines in the correct place and put a double bar line at the end. And mm-hmm. when I grade that one in particular, uh, it's worth two points, one point for putting the bar lines in correctly and a second point for the double bar line. Yeah. So the whole test in total is worth eight points. Woo-hoo. Four from the front. The two writing things, and then the bar line thing equals a total of eight. Would you ever consider doing this on Seesaw instead? Yes, and I have, and um, they like pencil paper better, I think, for this type of activity. Okay. Now, to lead up to this, I've done lots of other things on Seesaw. Uh Dictation activities, other worksheets. Right. But for the actual test, I just find that some kids, when they're writing with their finger, it's just cumbersome. It is cumbersome. And you know what? Just even just the logging on to Seesaw, and because... What I like about Seesaw, and the same with Google Classroom, is when kids can kind of self-pace themselves. Yeah. On a test like this, they're not doing that because we're going through question by question. Yeah. And if one kid's on the wrong page, then we all have to stop and wait. And, you know, it's just, it's a pain in the butt. So for this kind of thing, paper pencil is the way to go. Yeah. I don't do tons of paper pencil that this many copies I'm not freaking out about. Right. Okay. So that test takes about 10, 12 minutes to get through Mm -hmm. all whole class. And then we're ready to move on and put it away. Uh-huh. So, fancy transition. We simply put away the test, the boards and pencils, and then we gather in what's called the cozy corner in my room. Ooh. So the cozy corner is where, when they're little, I read to them books, and sometimes when they're older, or if they, if I want to show them something close up. And this uh-huh. is where my student teacher was waiting, Ooh-hoo. Mr. Salaya, who happens to also be a clarinet player. Uh-huh. So he brought his clarinet and his saxophone and talked the kids through reed instruments. Oh, wow. And so reviewing the Woodwind family, what a reed does, showed them up close, answered questions, blah, Played blah, blah. the beginning of Rhapsody in Blue. No, he didn't. I actually thought he was going to. <laughs> I was surprised that he didn't. Um, but <laughs> You're like, where's Rhapsody in Where's the Colossano? No. But what he did do, and that was so sweet, was he learned which one did he learn he learned one of the songs and it was cute because he did it for the first class because he just observed me teach that lesson uh-huh. but the second time because he knew what the tita songs I was going to do oh cute I think, I think it was Black Snake he ended up playing Black Snake or something did the kids all go oh they went because oh. if it's a song they know you know they're impressed he's not so. going to play the Peter and the Wolf the, yeah. the duck yeah. Wait, no, it's not the, no. No. The cat, the, the cat, the cat. The yeah. cat, yeah. No, I haven't Peter and the Wolf with them, so okay. that wouldn't be anything. <laughs> so that was just straight up, here's these instruments. 
How cool is that? little reminder about the upcoming symphony trip that we're going to be going on. Don't forget to turn in your permission slips. Yes. Moving on. Yeah, I'm so lucky because I myself, I'm a string player, not a woodwind player. So to have and real life. And look who I have in the corner. Nor yeah, um, just waiting. Actually, there. what he did was he emerged from the closet. Be like, while we were doing the test, all of a sudden he disappeared. And I was like, what have I done to offend him? He was in the back, like putting it together oh, and wow. soaking his reed and, and getting ready. And then it was like, I don't know, Mr. Celia. And he like emerged from the closet because I have a huge walk-in closet. Anyways, it was... Man, I want an instrumental and intermittalist emerging from my closet. <laughs> just appeared. Now, in real life, normally when I wouldn't have a student teacher, we would resort to books or a website a video. or listening yeah. or a YouTube video at that yeah. point. But to me, that's kind of also a moment of relaxation, right? Oh, yeah. We just did this test. They did a test, man. They, they just need to have that little, little fun, little cozy A moment. little Rhapsody in Blue. Exactly. Okay, so then moving on, as soon as we're done with that, again, I'm sorry, I don't have really great transitions today other than this, but please make a standing circle, please, we're going to play our next game, and then they all go, do, do, let me out, they know it's coming, so... I lost the Farmer's Dairy Key is the song that we're going to yes. do at this point. And this is where now I am now in Haido land. Yes. So we played a game. Again, that relaxation moment. You did that test really zippy. Oh, it's pretty fast. Good, it, good. It's not huge. Yeah. Eight, eight points. So um, this is the game I learned from you, Tanya, where they're okay. walking in a circle. I lost the Farmer's Dairy Key. <laughs> it's I a brutal game. Garden. Now here's where I changed it. Instead of being Red Rover style where they have to bust through arms, uh-huh. I have a secret gate that when the student's eyes are closed, I choose. Kind of chicken on a fence post style. Uh-huh. Do, do, let me out. They open the gate and then they close it quickly. Oh. So the kid has that moment that they have to get out. But okay. Because they didn't know where the gate was when we started. Sometimes, yeah, it takes yes, them good. one or two times. Then we up the ante by making it a double circle. Right. And there's two gates they have to get out. Right. So anyways, that's the little circle game that I play. Okay. So we've we've seen the song. We've actually read it on the staff before. Mm-hmm. After we've played the game for a while, we head back to our spots. And I've got just the do, do, let me out mm-hmm. on the staff. So we review the solfa for that. I do this on the smart board. We actually color code the notes ah. um, to to the boom whacker. So I'm in C do mm-hmm. at this point. So they color code the do's red and the so turquoise and the me yellow by tapping on the little dot to turn it the right color. They help okay. me do that. You can do like the little fill in paint thing yeah, yeah. on the note head. So anyways, they just color the do do let me out just that much. Okay. And then we sing the song and they sing the solfa. Do, do, so me, do, I'm in this lady's garden. And then what I had prepared in the back of the room were five sets of boom markers in buckets ready to go. Okay. So there was a low do, a me, a so, and a high do. So mm-hmm. C, E, G, little c. And um, I just quickly made groups, told each group they need a bucket, and they need to figure out how to play. Okay. Do, do, let me out. And really the only taxing thing about this, if you can even call it that, is yes, they've color-coded, but there's two does. So they had to have that moment of discovery in their group to figure out which was the low dough and which was the high dough. Excellent. So they had a few minutes just to kind of figure it out and work it out, and then we went around the circle, around the room, and every group had a chance to play do do so me do when we got to that part of the song. And every kid's in a group. Every kid's in a group. So you have that many boom markers. I do. I have technically six sets, but I only needed five for this particular group. Yes, I have classes of about 20 to 23 kids, somewhere in there. Ah. So we went through that whole thing. They each got to play that little snippet of do, do, so me, do. Mm -hmm. They all did it successfully, which means at some point they as a group figured out which one was low, do, and which one was high, do. Right. Without me having to tell them, which was the whole purpose. Um, So we do that. And then if I had time which I think I ended up not having time with either group, the last thing I was going to do before we left was to watch this little YouTube introduction about Beethoven because, Mm -hmm. again, as Tanya mentioned, that was the theme of our upcoming CSO concert, Mm -hmm. Colorado Symphony Orchestra concert. And so after we put the boom markers away, we were going to come back to our spots and watch that. But in both classes, after we put the boom markers away, we lined up. Yeah. (laughs) So that yeah. was my class. Excellent. Yeah, so I Ooh. got a really good assessment in of the kids. I love all of your visual inclusions. Yes, I do a That's lot really with good. the smart board. Yeah. I do a lot with color coding on the smart board. 
to boomwhacker colors, even mm-hmm. though we don't always play on the boomwhackers, just that reinforcement. Of course, we take that away. But because this is early prep or early practice, excuse me, of high dough, still doing those activities where we color code is good. Yes. So, yeah, it went well. Nice. Okay, so now I have to put you on the spot. Do it, Tanya. Yeah. What was your learning target? <laughs> I have my lesson plan in front of me, so I'm not on the spot. Um, and I wrote <laughs> it on my lesson plan. It is, I will learn about rhythms with ti-ta-ti by singing, reading, and writing rhythms on a listening test. Ta-da. 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 Because okay. at our school, they want, I will learn about blah, 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 uh, by blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So... Yeah. Could I have written a second learning target about the high dough and the boomwhackers? Sure. sure. But for me, the the ta tea felt like the biggest part of what Do we they, were doing. My administration frowns on more than one learning target. Exactly. So, yeah. So I don't too. know no, in your I world. would just write the one. Yes. So. And our language is, um, I can. Yes. Yeah. Depends on what your school Whatever. is. Whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was mine. All right. time for our work smarter not harder teacher tip and carrie yeah it's your turn okay so you must have something brilliant Uh, sure we'll go with maybe brilliant okay so i'm glad you mentioned your your hellos that you do in kindergarten or your yoo-hoos or whatever because from your recommendation i've been doing the same thing in kindergarten every day but i was finding that my students were quickly kind of getting not bored of it but I mean just the monotony of doing it every day every mm-hmm. class it lost its its sparkle I guess and I well, was looking be for toast. ways that you could be toast toast yeah that's just a, a different way to do it oh I got it from oh they pop up like toast go, in a toaster yeah you go oh Evan pop up and he, well, I, I pop up. Right. No, I didn't want to change what we were doing. Okay. But I wanted to give it a little sparkle. So you can have them sing colors. Well, no. What I've started <laughs> to do is just use props. Okay. So okay, basically, yeah. that's all this is, is just to, you know, have an arsenal of props for solo singing. And I know we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. I want to specifically talk about, um, I, I mentioned this in our Instagram story, that back in December, our prop was a nutcracker. And I passed a nutcracker around, and they got to literally, like, move his little mouth open when they said, hello, Miss Nicholas. Oh, they would use okay. the nutcracker. January, I have snowballs. So I have these little snowball um like stuffed animal kind of characters there's one that's a boy and one that's a girl uh-huh. and i toss Are they puppets? no they're little like like stuffies they're like a stuffy like okay. a ball with a face and he's got like like a little like beanie hat and like the girl's got like earmuffs and a scarf so they're little stuffies they came with a book at the book fair once about snow i don't know i don't even read the book but i like the stuffies so i just pick one mm-hmm. and i toss it to the student Hello, Tanya. And then she tosses it back. Hello, Hello Miss Nicholas. Right. Yeah. So the whole point, well, yeah, I get that too. But the whole point of all of this is just to to be creative with your props, especially if you're feeling like you're stuck in a monotony like I am. Uh-huh. And I've already planned, so basically I change them out monthly. And I kind of That's great. make it thematic. Um, in February, it's going to be like those little stick puppets, and they're like the ones uh-huh. that look like monsters. Oh, yeah. They sell them at the book fairs. Mm-hmm. I have a blue one, and I have a green one. I've got my ta and my tee Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can use them for all sorts of things. You can use them for high voice, low voice, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to use it as my my hello And puppet. they can work those very easily. Yes, they can with their thumb. So that's the idea, is just, you know, keep using those props and think about ways you can use them use creatively. Them so many things, for yeah. For so many things. It is now time for the CODA, where we each share a personal or professional recommendation. Something yes. we've been enjoying. Something we've been enjoying. Tanya's first. Okay. Um, I I always say this. You probably already know about. <laughs> but um, I've been doing yoga with Adrian's 30-day challenge. Yeah. It started on January 1st. Uh-huh. And um, it's just been wonderful. Have you made it all 30 days without interruption? Well, we're not to 30 days. There's like four more oh. uh, days. But yeah, I have. Okay. Yeah, I've done it every morning. Oh, well, yeah. there was what a couple times. I was thinking that it was like the 31st today, but it's not. Today's the 27th. We have a few more days to go. Okay. So we have a few more days to go. All right. 
Um, yeah, so by the time you hear this, I will have done all 30 days. Nice. And I, it's just been, it's on YouTube. It's totally free. Yeah. Um, yoga with Adrienne, and she's wonderful. Are you a morning yoga or an evening oh, yoga? Oh, I'm definitely a morning okay. yoga. So I have been getting up more, <laughs> I've been getting up earlier yeah. than I usually get up. And, you know, it's the older I get, the more I need extra time in the morning mm-hmm. to get all the things yeah. happening because it's important that I meditate. It's important that I do this yoga. It really sets me up for the day. That's awesome. A lot better than if I were to just like, you know, jump out of bed and like down some coffee and that's me. Spray <laughs> my hair down lie. and go out the door. <laughs> um, that yeah, I I'm I'm a morning person, so it's not that big of a I am so not of a thing for yeah. me. But uh, yeah, so I've been getting up, doing my meditation, and then I do my yoga with Adrian. It's just a great way to start the day, and I really. I, I, I love stretching and moving and doing all these things. And I love not doing it in front of other people. Yes. Because I am that person who, if I get on one leg for longer than three seconds, I'm 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 embarrassing. It's I'm wobbly and all I hear that. Ya. Yeah. So I just really love that I can do this on my own. And she's just wonderful. And every day oh. has a different theme to it. And it ranges from, like, 18 minutes to, like, 36 minutes. Can you go back and do the first one? You know again? what? Or is she only posting, like, daily? No, no, you can go back and do. In fact, okay. Um, I she's this is, like, the sixth year she's done it. Oh, okay. And so I was thinking after this, I might give myself a few days break, but I might start another 30-day, like, from another year. I mean, that it's free and on YouTube? It's on YouTube. That's awesome. And she's got this beautiful dog. Aw. I don't even like dogs. <laughs> But I do when it's on the yoga video. Well, and then my daughter will get up with me. Oh, and it's sweet. the And I'm sure other people have made this joke, but, like, I do yoga with Adrian, and Amelia does yoga with Benji, the dog, because he just lies there. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's what Amelia does, because she's <laughs> like, I can't. It's too early. So Is that just... the, the modified version? <laughs> that's the way modified version. Yeah. Yoga that's with Benji. That's my kind of yoga. No, I do enjoy yoga, so with what little I've done of it, so I might yeah. have well, to actually give it a Well, she has super short ones, too, so yeah, you can do, like, awesome. Amelia and I, for a while, we were doing, like, the six-minute one nice. in the morning. Yeah, I like doing yoga in the evening because it helps calm me down before and, bed. And that's awesome, so, too, and she's yeah. got some of those, too. Yeah, might do that. So, cool. That's my big old recommendation, yoga Yay. with Adrienne. I'm sure everyone knows it, and, but if you yeah. don't, check it out. It's I free. I wouldn't know if it wasn't for you, so... Um, tell me what your fantastic oh. coda is. Okay, well, I have something that um, I've been listening to lately and really enjoying. So on another podcast called The Tuneful, Beatful, Artful Music oh, Teacher. Podcast. This is Missy Strong's podcast, um, and it's very Fire Robin-based because mm-hmm. she is a trainer of that and works very close. And she, she interviews John Fire Robin a lot on this podcast. Yeah. But in particular, I very much have enjoyed listening to her series where she talks to uh, Dr. Sister Lorna Zemke, who is a pioneer of the Kodai philosophy. Um, I've seen her present, met her. She's amazing. But in particular, these interviews, she really goes into the story of how she came to the Kodai method and things that was happening when she was studying in Hungary. And just hearing her tell the stories, I I was blown away because there's just some really interesting tidbits of information and great stories along the way. But then also just hearing, again, just kind of that evolution of... You know, it's not that long ago, but yet it is long ago, oh. and just how far we've come. But it's and... yeah, but it it wasn't because we've yeah. got, you know, the the Kodai the Kodai method or philosophy in the United States. I mean, we have living oh yes pioneers yes. of this. Yes, we yeah. do. And Sister Lorna is one of them. She is one of them. And so yeah, if you are interested in the Kodai method, if you are taking Kodai levels, if you are studying for any graduate studies and you need to learn about that that process and that history definitely take a listen plus it's just so entertaining so specifically these are episodes in season two she has her podcast in seasons season two episode six seven and there's kind of a, an eighth episode that talks more about music literature nice. and, and you know some of these topics we're dealing with in the world of of making sure our music literature is culturally and historically appropriate yes so anyways really great lessons i highly recommend nice those particular episodes we'll be sure to link to them We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. 
Our show notes can be found at musicteachercoffeetalkpodcast.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Next time, we'll focus on tips for acing your teacher evaluation. So until next time, this is Tanya. And this is Carrie, wishing you happy musicking. We have a little bonus shout out to well, give today. Well, it was going to be in the last one, but you cut it. I did. Yeah. The mm-hmm. last one was long. I'm sorry. Sorry, um, sorry so, Brooke. Sorry, Brooke. Brooke. <laughs> this is our shout out to Brooke. We talked about the song Chairs to Mend. Chairs and... to Mend. Oh, chair. You don't want me to sing you it. You can sing it. Keep going. Chairs <laughs> to Mend. Oh, chair. Old chairs, chairs to Mend. Mackerel. Fresh mackerel. Any old rags. Sing. Any old rags. And I posed the question, what's what the, the deal heck? with is, the old what's, rags? Why would you want your old rags? Is this a laundry person or what? So And so Brooke. Brooke, had, Brooke messaged me and said, oh, yeah, I heard at a, a, a workshop or something that the old rags were to be used for the oil lamps. Yeah. So you stick them and they're the wick of the oil lamps. That so makes and sense. And that makes sense. Good way to recycle those old rags. Exactly. Thanks, Brooke. Thank you, Brooke.